Traveling the Vortex. We've joined the doctor as she travels the vortex and arrived at episode 460, where we're here to lend a helping hand. I'm Keith. I'm Sean. I'm Glenn. How are you guys? We're the helping hands. <laughs> I guess it'd be more fingers. <laughs> so, okay, five fingers detach themselves from the guy's hand. We know one of them goes in the ear. Where are the rest going? <laughs> Been trying really hard not to think about it. Oh yeah, you probably shouldn't. Do you guys have a good week? Yes. Yes. Do anything fun? We went to an Oscar party last night. Yes, yeah, how did. was the party? Sorry, I didn't make it. It was fun. Parties that go that late don't aren't very conducive to a two and a half year old. No, no. Nor, really nor are they a four-year-old. <laughs> Not even really conducive to my 11-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> How late did it go? He seemed like he was wearing down there yeah. at the end. Uh, it was the earliest, I think, in Oscars. It ended in a long time. It was about 10.35. Well, it was 10.35. Yeah, because you called I, it. Exactly. I know for a fact because it was my it was my tiebreaker time. I've never, ever landed exactly on my tiebreaker time. He beat me. Thanks to that. Because oh, we, 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 we tied. tied. Yeah. 17, <laughs> 17 correct guesses each, and I got the tiebreaker. Nice. Well, that didn't really matter because Mel stunk, skunked us both. So <laughs> She got 18. Well, that's not really a skunking. That's no, just it's one not. point. But she did good. Yeah. I was very impressed. Uh, I think there were a few surprises last night as far <laughs> as the Oscars go. but uh, One big one? <laughs> one really big one. Uh, not for me. I picked it. <laughs> it was a pretty good show from what I saw of it. It was all right. I think it needs a host, but I, you know, I was thinking about that watching it. I don't know that it necessarily needs a host, but I think you need some sort of narrative thread that runs through it to to tie it all together and what I don't need is people coming up and being introduced so that they can turn around and introduce other people who are going <laughs> to turn around and introduce the yeah. award well they even made a joke yeah. about that yeah <sighs> and, and and for the most part honestly I didn't know who any of those first group of people were yeah every time somebody came up I was looking at them going am I supposed to know you because I don't Maybe that's what they're doing this year. They're just grabbing random people off the street <laughs> to come in oh you're dressed up come here and do this but I, I don't know what what that was well, you'll probably I think people will start knowing Anthony Ramos's name by next year I think he's probably going to be nominated yeah for In the Heights oh yeah yeah he'll be he'll be known yeah but then they kind of kept and then in a couple more years for uh, Hamilton <laughs> yeah <laughs> now Lynn will probably get that one because he'll take that role well they've already filmed that one Oh, have they? Yeah, it's the staged version. Oh, of yeah, the yeah. original yeah, Broadway. That's guy. right. Yeah. yeah, I knew that. But then they kept doing these throwbacks to hosts, like, "Oh, hey, here's Chris Rock and Steve Martin, <laughs> and here's Maya Rudolph." And I said, "Why are you bringing all these people on to do this if you're not really going to do it?" I don't know. They want a taste of host, but not a commitment. Yeah. But uh, no, overall, I thought it was a pretty good show. A lot of the stuff. I don't know. I thought it was a little lackluster, to be really? honest with you. Yeah. 
there were, there were things that worked. I think there were things that did not. There are still things that are issues, <laughs> as with every uh, Oscar broadcast. I like the Eminem performance, even though they had to cut out the audio on a few of the lines. Well, that's just the song, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> what was the deal that he wasn't able to perform at the year that it was nominated? Because he won, didn't it? Didn't that song win? Yeah, he's Academy got an Award? Oscar, yeah. But the, he didn't perform it the year that it was nominated. Did he not? Mm-mm. No. I don't know why. I don't remember what the, the controversy was about it or something. Either he just expected, didn't show up or... I kind of half expected Elton John to come out and sing with him. Oh. oh. Since they came out together on... <laughs> right. That, that, I was like, well, Elton's there. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. nope. Uh, Elton had to come out later. <laughs> I don't know. We, went, we went and saw the uh, Globetrotters tonight. Oh, how was that? Yeah, it's fun. We like it. We enjoyed it. I haven't got to go in so many years because I used to use night. I used to work nights. I got some tickets and I was like, "Going this year." <laughs> <laughs> did they win? They did win. Yeah, it was a close game though. Mostly because the generals rolled back the uh, score to make it even tied right before the end. <laughs> that was the first time I had seen anything like that. So. Is that legal? But I told the kids that uh, you know there's a lot of things that they do that are very familiar and they've always done since I've been going as a kid, but. You know, it's always nice that they add fresh new things to the to the gimmick, and uh, they did again this time. Had some clever stuff, especially one where they did a whole play and rewind, including in having the audience like we did a wave all the way around the Coliseum or the event center, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, so much grander when you tell the story <laughs> during this play, and then they they had a they did it all in reverse, and of course then we had to do the wave in reverse of the way we went <laughs> and then they did it all in slow motion and so we had to do the wave in slow motion with them it was a lot of fun oh that's cool they had the uh the best was there was the gals walking down the thing selling cotton candy and they stopped and said wait we're supposed to be doing this in slow motion cotton candy girls and so like the, these are like staff members of the expo center and they're like they started going in slow motion walking down the stairs <laughs> It was fun. I got a good show. Nice. Not a lot of turnout, unfortunately, but it was a good show nonetheless. That's it. I didn't really watch anything. I had intended to watch some Oscar films before Oscars, and I didn't. <laughs> so, eh, oh well. Yeah. What did we determine you had seen? Three. Three. That's more than I'd seen of the Oscar-nominated, of the Best Picture. No, well, I haven't no, seen any of those. I'm talking oh, about of the entire uh, ballot. I've only seen three. We're, we're including uh, uh, Frozen 2 for Best Song. Uh, yep. Avengers. Avengers. Oh, Avengers. No, yeah. it, it wasn't That was Avengers. the third one. Uh, Avengers Rise wasn't of, nominated, was it? Yeah, it got for uh, Best Visual Effects, I think. Okay, because I knew Rise of Skywalker was. And Rise of Skywalker was another one. Those are the other. Those were the three that I'd seen. <laughs> okay, I got two of those. That's pretty sad. <laughs> it's an off year for you. It really is. Anything else? We went and saw the gentleman today. The new uh, oh yeah guy with, Ritchie, uh, uh, Hugh Grant. So really, the only reason I want to see that is because it's a very different role for you. It's Grant. a very different. Oh, role I didn't for even him. know Hugh Grant was in that. Yeah, he's the very thick accented gangster telling the story in the trailer. <laughs> oh, like is that Hugh Grant? I think that's Hugh Grant. Oh my God, that's Hugh Grant. <laughs> <laughs> if you like Guy Ritchie films, it's very fun. They kind of hit and miss with me. I think I like the majority of them, though. I think there's only a couple that I did wasn't 
you kind of have to Too enjoy fun. that, you know, crime gangster yeah. comedy. <laughs> if it's Guy Ritchie, you're actually doing Guy Ritchie movie as opposed to, you know, King Arthur. Right. <laughs> we don't talk about that one. Yeah. I finished reading Master and Apprentice. I appreciate, I like that one. That was good. Yeah, that's one of my favorites of the Star Wars new it canon novels. really made me want more of Dooku and uh, Qui-Gon together. A story of their master and apprenticeship. Yeah. Because some of those sections were some of the best sections overall. But overall, it was a it was an intriguing story that I appreciated. It was good. I would highly recommend it. I'm nearly done with um, Queen's Shadow, but I can't. I can't recommend it very much because <laughs> I'm <laughs> slogging through it. So. so Master and Apprentice is Obi-Wan and Dooku? No, Obi Wan no, and Qui Gon, or Obi Wan. But there, Qui-Gon. there's a there are interludes yeah, that are Qui Gon and Dooku. Hmm. And the and the the overall book features another of Dooku's apprentices that had become no longer his apprentice by the time Qui Gon did, and so some of it, the interludes are Qui Gon and this other guy back when Qui-Gon's young and Dooku's still around, so. Because Obi-Wan's, you know, like, my favorite. It's a good Obi-Wan story. From the prequel stories. Well, Palpatine's probably my favorite, but Obi-Wan's (laughs) my favorite. But Dooku, based on the strength of all the stories in the books, Dooku's kind of a second runner-up, because he just gets more fascinating with each little tidbit that you learn about this tragic story. (laughs) Being halfway through Dooku Jedi Lost, uh, this one kind of takes the wind out of those sails. Uh, but Master and Apprentice does a good job of building up that, ooh, he's a really interesting guy. Well, maybe I'll read that one. Then. Yeah, you, that one's good. Plus, it's a good Obi-Wan story, so you get a double whammy. Well, the best is when they're growing up that assassin gal. Yeah, yeah. That was... <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty intriguing. Why isn't that a whole book? Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> that also seems like right before. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You guys are cute when you speak in code. <laughs> <laughs> Not very veiled code, probably, if you're yeah. familiar with the Star Wars lore. All right, well, should we move on to uh, feedback? No, news. <laughs> I was going to roll with it and just go do feedback. You want to do the reviews? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Our reviews. Okay, so news. They have announced and revealed the cover art for the Faceless Ones, and they've announced bonus features and release date for the UK. Asterisk. <laughs> UK release date. <laughs> I have not been able to find a US release date yet. But it's coming out March 16th in the UK. Blu-ray, DVD, and Steelbook. The Steelbook is very pretty. It is very pretty. And loads of bonus... And the DVD is not. <laughs> it's kind of the same vein as yeah. the Macro Terror was. Glenn, but... I'm going to need another cover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm really disappointed. I mean, it, the, the animation of these things, I'm really, really enjoying it. I think they're so well done. And then we get these really lackluster covers mm. it's almost defeating the purpose you know because the whole point of cover art is to wow and intrigue and you know make people want to buy this 
and it seems like they're just putting zero effort into it. It's a bare minimum of requirements. Let's see, it's a Doctor Who story, so we got to put that on the cover, the title. It's this Doctor, so we're going to put that on there. And maybe a hint of something else. And maybe they're just banking on the fact that because it's a Doctor Who story, Doctor Who fans are going to buy it. And who cares what anybody else does? I, don't, I really don't think they're going to... They're trying to get, you know, anyone else to purchase it other than Doctor Who fans. And especially with the marketing. I don't see them trying to grab Joe Schmo off the street to... Oh, this looks interesting. I'm going to buy this one random animated Doctor Who DVD. I don't. Yeah, think we have to agree, happen. and I think they, I also think that's why they're not trying so hard. Yeah. But why are we doing these really awesome st- uh, steel books? Look, look incredible. Yeah. Is that front and back, or are there two different ones? That's front and back. Ooh. Tempting. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't imagine it's region free either, though, because the. Um, Macrotera yeah. Blu-rays are not region-free, so you'd have to buy it and not watch it. I'd have to buy it, it twice. <laughs> mm, yeah. Buy it and not watch it. Which is not unknown for Sean, but... <laughs> <laughs> it isn't. But, I, you know, honestly, I can say that I have, with the exception of the uh, the Cushing movies that I did pick up in Steelbook, and I justified that because they're not part of a set anyway, I can't, I can't quite justify the... Oh, these don't match. <laughs> twitch, twitch, If they twitch, were just twitch. movies, it'd be different. <laughs> yeah. My OCD is okay with this, but not with that. <laughs> so there's also there's bonus features announcements with it. Uh, reconstruction with uh, surviving footage for episodes one and three. Episode commentaries, making of... Five Easter egg surprises. Yeah, I saw that. That's, uh, I wonder what those are. Now, one and three are the the fragments of the episodes that we have, and it's a six-part serial, right? Yeah. This is a big project. Mm-hmm. So, not a whole lot of bonus features, but considering it's a six-part story, I'm not too surprised that it's counterbalanced. Well, and it seems to shoot a bunch of holes in one of our original theories that, oh, well, they'll animate all the ones that are not missing very much first. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, what do we know? Our next bit of news comes from Big Finish. Captain Jack is going to meet up with River Song in the new audio drama. Woohoo! So finally, they will meet in... The Lives of Captain Jack, Volume 3. Yay. And they're going to bring along Camille Cordry. Cordry? Cordry. Cordry. Jackie. <laughs> it's going to be in the mix in there somewhere, too. Yay. So. <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot of details of what's going on in the stories, but really, do you need anything other than... Captain Jack and River. Right. <laughs> I just had this horrible thought. We, we've kind of joked and teased and wanted this for so long. What if, like, they have zero chemistry and they didn't get along in the recording session? It was just, it turns into this absolute disaster. Not what anybody expected would happen happens. I can't imagine that's the case, but. I can't either, but. <laughs> On a long enough timeline, you think that's going to happen eventually. (laughs) 
I think that's something the doctor and I share. I think that it's one of those, I very much want all my companions to get along with each other, even though I know they won't. <laughs> <laughs> and this is also is coming out in March 2020. So don't have to wait long to hear this one. It's going to be an expensive month. <laughs> yeah. Especially for those of us going to Planet Comic Con. Yeah. Did you see the new announcement? Good luck on that. Brandon Routh. <laughs> I expected something bigger from the Superman fan in the room. Okay, never mind. I retract yeah, my. He's excitement. come to Hutchinson yeah. like twice. Yeah. Not all of us got to go to Hutchinson, Keith. Well, neither did I. But I, he's gone come <laughs> twice, so it's, it's not as exciting when it's you know. We were talking about the Facebook ones. Two episodes exist. Four being animated. Well, that's the same amount of animation they did for Macro Terror. Is so it all the whole episodes? Because it just says surviving footage of episodes one no, and three. No, it's, it's, well. The they, full episodes? The full episodes are there. Oh, okay. At least on my list here. I suppose that does technically qualify for surviving footage. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't, think, I don't think it's fragments of one and three. I think it's everything's there. The, the surviving fragments are probably the stuff that they edited out for like the surviving film fragments yeah mean? from uh from yeah australia and other markets that would edit them heavily so yeah there's still i mean that's still the same amount of animation they're doing for sorry i backtracked but i was looking because i was <laughs> i was thinking about it as we were talking about it, I, was like, I gotta go check this out because it seemed like there was more of it existing than that so we're back to they're still doing the they won't do the ones that have a lot of. <laughs> they're doing the easy ones right now. Actually, I think so, they're so they won't do more than four. Right. <laughs> I think they're doing the ones that they know are captivating enough. Like faceless ones has a lot of action in it that you can do some stuff with. I think the ones that we're going to suffer on are going to be things like the space pirates and oh, what else? Oh, the space pirates is only has one episode still existing and as uh, that's a six-parter so still surprised they haven't highlanders that started tackling the wheel in space yeah i have a feeling that has something to do with um that brit box yeah brit box yeah. special i guess they did start it somebody did anyway yeah all right sorry i didn't mean to backtrack us That's it, news. Well, let's move on to feedback. First up in feedback comes Holly. Holly writes, can you hear me? Hey, guys. Very interesting episode, and it was neat to see flashbacks to Yaz's past. Got a touch of the Celestial Toymaker with the villain this episode. Really hoping that Graham is okay. The previews for next week's episode look great. I will wrap it up here. Holly from Wisconsin. Thank you, Holly. As thank always, you, Holly. thank you, Holly. And our next bit of feedback comes from Jamie. He writes, Series 12, Episode 7. Hi, Vortexers. Not really much to talk about here. I saw it. It was decent enough. Some good ideas. I was, I was a little confused about what was going on with Yaz. Looking forward to next week. Interested in seeing how it clashes with Mary Shelley's, Mary's story from Big Finish. And, of course, the two-part finale. Really looking forward to that. So that's it. Short and sweet. 
Jamie. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you, Jamie. And that's it in feedback. I have to admit, I had a little unrational, ir irrational anger when I saw the next time trailer, even though I haven't even listened to the Mary Shelley story yet. I thought the it's same like, thing. like, really? Yeah, I thought the same thing. We'll see how they handle it. Right. Maybe they'll give us a throwaway line. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> you don't remember me, do you? Let's move on to our review. All right, Keith, lead us off. From ancient Syria to present-day Sheffield, and out into the wilds of space, something is stalking the Doctor and infecting people's nightmares. I liked it. Yeah. I think I liked it. <laughs> I really don't have much issue with it. It's kind of a downer story, but... <laughs> Uh, I think it's an important story to have out there. I, here's what I liked. To tackle. Here's what I liked about it is it gave something for the characters. It gave some some character development, especially for Yaz. I think particularly. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I think it gave a little more character development for Graham, which we we haven't seen happen since the first season much. Uh, it doesn't do a lot for Ryan, except for we do get the. He gets some character development outside of Graham. He get yes, and, and, and uh, with his uh, friend being kind of a the surrogate story, which I thought was cool, is that they were they really kind of you know Graham has the dream, Yaz has the dream, but it's it's uh, Ryan's friend that really is the one is the the center point of having those dreams for that one, and so I liked I I think that was cool how they kind of took and spun that a little bit, so it was a little different. It wasn't the same thing. Kind of felt like a retread there. Um, so yeah, just using him as a surrogate for that development of, the, of his character, I really like that. Um, I well, I love the name drops. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Chibnall name dropping more than well the Doctor. <laughs> I mean, mentioning the Internals, the Guardians, the Toymaker. I mean, that was. I mean, and and these got these two new baddies are are right out of that same book. Of, oh yeah, the moral beings that that you know were there before. Before time, and then we'll be there again after time. So, I think that's uh, that's pretty cool. Adding to that lore, and without you know, without really, a, I mean, name dropping, but 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 adding to the the mythos of the immortals. So mm -hmm. that's pretty cool. Um, I think the only thing that bothered me was the the finger in the ear thing. I thought was a bit weird. I just I don't I, I think there could have been a better way of extracting. <laughs> nightmares from people than, than a finger in the air but a, a, a corporal finger in the air. literally a finger yeah. uh, and the aleppo storyline kind of feel felt unnecessary because you had where they could have fleshed out more of the companions backstory that felt like something that had the doctor go off and just do to investigate and have so we could have an actual monster in the story as opposed to you know this these two baddies. I was, just, I was actually okay with that part of it. It just felt a little bit like padding to me. Which is weird because if there's one thing this episode did not need, <laughs> it was padding. There were so many big ideas stuffed into this. But between, you know, obviously the big reveal of the Eternals and then... The, the character development with our companions. I don't know if they're Eternals. They're Immortals. 
They're on. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Because the Eternals are their own thing. They're, they're, right. They're, they're some sort. They're of... They're name dropped. So, but right. yeah, some because some sort the, of variant. The, the, they're the, a celestial the, being. The, of right. Some right. Sort. The Eternals are different than the Guardians, and the Guardians are different than the uh, uh, well. Toymaker's kind of, Toy Maker's kind of in his own category, but I think there's somebody else that's been introduced too that's that's yeah. kind of in as well. But uh, but the I think these two are more in line with the Toymaker than than the Eternals or the uh, the Guardians, obviously. Yeah, Elementals. What do we want to call them? Uh, he, the just the big reveal was well, they wouldn't be Elementals because Elementals are. Earth, element. wind, fire, yeah, elements. The, the big reveal with the two Utes <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> So, so we've got that. We get all the character development with the companions, which is great. We get a very cool, um, I thought, mental health story. Yeah. With with uh, uh, Ryan. Man, why am I having so much trouble with his name this season? Uh, with his friend, and so I mean, there's that's already three big things going on, and then we're going to throw in this this Aleppo and this girl who. Oh, she's the one that created the monster. Okay. Because we need a monster. And yet, is anybody, like, super not impressed with the monster? Like, the initial scene of it coming down into the town was like, wow, that's great. And the hand around the face. And the hand. Yeah. And then they showed it to me up on the ceiling, and I was like... Uh, yeah, it's happened twice this season. And then they it came the down and it crawls the, like, oh, it looks like a big wolf. The it's, same thing with the dregs. Yeah, I was yeah, like, oh, these are yeah. really cool. Well, now you've shown me too much because now it looks like crap. And we see the dregs again. Especially for being a nightmare creature. Something that's complete. Because I, I don't know about you guys, but, you know, my What's nightmares what? are either very, very specific things that I could pick out in real life or very nebulous there's just teeth or you know yeah yeah I, I, I think less would have been more in that instance it definitely feels like the remit from the network saying it needs to be a monster there needs to yeah. be a creature of some sort we need we need a we need something with teeth and claws i guess the toy maker is lumped in with the guardians looking at tardis wiki hmm. but then I, I balance all of that up against the oh, just the sheer the sheer weight of this story because there was so much to it, and I think to myself, this again, this is one of those that I feel like could have benefited from a, a second episode maybe, because we get to the end, and the doctor does some hand wavy, got the sonic, got out of the stuff, and oh, I imprisoned you back in the cell. The end. Well, and that's that's what I mean. Where like, if we had dropped the Aleppo story, they could have explored, you know, and had more of a conflict of how to resolve the issue with the two gods or whatever we want to call them. And and was there really a reason to for what, did it have to be Aleppo? If we're going to go to a other, historical other, other site, than the mental health aspect of it, yeah, that's that, that's the, the, uh, the tie-in. Tie yeah, but. yeah, but that being said, that uh, the Aleppo storyline could have been its own. In and of its own, right? That's a, there's enough wealth there too that it could have explored. I mean, more. you really could have structured this as a whole: the Doctor in Aleppo and Ryan with his friend and, and the companions. You could have put all of that together into a part one, and then gone off planet to the spaceship and had this big. Who these are the people who are really behind all of this? 
okay, that's it. Just it, that fits the grand scope of the story, but I don't think you can drop a celestial being in, into it and not give me a little more fanfare. I mean, you know, it just it's just kind of there, and it's like oh, these things are these are big deals. I mean, at least in previous Who, it's always been treated as kind of a big deal. <laughs> Well, I think they were still given some amount of of big deal in this as well, but I, yeah. I I see what you're saying. I don't know. I think the the level connection was just really scene setting. I mean, they needed an exotic location, and they, that's that was what they chose for this. Because we're going back to Sheffield again, right? Right. <laughs> but well, the space we, the, we the the spaceship or the space station and the two planets that was pretty exotic. Well, that's true. And that, that but was I, way but more I guess what I'm saying is me. they're trying to give us multiple, multiple exotic. Yeah. 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 And contrasting too, I think. I think all of the all of the locations were very contrasting. And I will I will give a, a huge shout out for the production value that's, oh, that's yeah. attached to it. The spaceship looked great. It was otherworldly and cool. And the little gu- the guitar strings yeah. to look at stuff that was a nice strangeness to it. Exactly. It was it was a very exotic looking spaceship it didn't didn't look like something that we would have built and said spaceship it right was, right you know that was cool um the animation segment during the backstory i thought was a really cool way of yeah doing you that. know what if you're gonna do an info dump do, do spend some money and animate it like that I liked yeah that. that was pretty neat <laughs> way better than a talking head yeah and that's just you know things that you can do to give it some visual flair as opposed to Blah, 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 blah. But it was it was so strikingly different, and I, I think that's why I liked it so much because it wasn't it wasn't even remotely close to something that we've seen done before. Right? No, right. no. So that was cool. Um, well, they've been putting in animation to, to Doctor Who for you know last several years, so we've seen animation in Doctor Who. I mean, it's been out of necessity, but not not this way. <laughs> but no, no, no. This was a different way. But but we have seen animation in Doctor Who now. Um, the dream sequences, the transitions with the clouds. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, that was neat. I mean, it was a very effective and 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 it looked good. And you you knew right where you were at once you kind of got okay. This is what the deal is, and yeah, more of that. That was cool. Um. And I wonder if it's a callback in some way, shape, or form to the the cover art um, for this season, which mm. is very kind of nebula cloud colorful. It could be. I don't know. But, um, so yeah, all of that gets really high marks. And the, the, the villains were cool and interesting. And I, I enjoyed the story. I'm very intrigued by the, the little itty-bitty nugget of the Timeless Child mythos that we got a little little nugget Itty very nugget. little not much more than what we saw previously but quite honestly they need to start laying some groundwork because we're <laughs> we're coming up on the end of the season yeah three more episodes mm-hmm. yep after this so what do we know at this point we, we know that the, the, the Doctor's greatest fear from last season, right? The Ghost Monument, and that 
the one where this was initially laid down. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and that's where it was initially laid down. I'm not. I don't remember for sure if it was the greatest fear or not. Well, because they were probing her mind and uh, looking for fear, and then they said, "No, we go back further than that." Oh, the timeless child. And it was like, "Oh, what is this?" Yeah, you're right. Um, and then the master's comments from Spyfall about everything we know is uh, a lie, lie or built on the lie of the right. timeless child. Right. And I went and looked and saw there's, there's already a slew of reaction and, and speculation videos and, and all, you know, I love fandom. They go nuts over stuff like this. <laughs> and the, the, the one, I, I didn't, I didn't get it. I really didn't get it. Like, okay, here's the dream sequence and here's the doctor and she's standing on, I don't know, a very cool cobblestoned something or another. I wonder where that location was at because it was really cool. And she looks over at this, you know, monolithic whatever and there's a child and that's what I got that was it that's the extent of my thing but apparently everybody online has a whole different (laughs) they saw a different episode than what I saw (laughs) because they're saying it's Gallifrey and that there's a vortex in the sky overhead and this timeless child is Ruth and that she was abandoned because of the, this is this is the opening of the Eye of Harmony, and I'm like, you got all of that out of one second of footage because I didn't see it. <laughs> really, that's a lot of extrapolating and a lot of assumptions. That that's a hail mary. I have to go back and watch it now and see if I can get that out of it because I didn't see that. Yeah, I. That's a hail mary. <laughs> So I'm, I'm curious if you guys got more out of it than I did because no, I sure, sure didn't, didn't see any of that. Uh, it made me sit up and go ooh, and then I was like, oh, we don't, we didn't get anything. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. But um, okay, so yeah, we don't know anything. Is is I think where we come down on that. <laughs> don't know anything that we didn't already know, which right. was not much to begin with. Um, I had something else that I wanted to bring up, and I forgot now. I had one small complaint with the episode. What's that? And I don't think it's indicative of this doctor. I think it's just indicative of the doctor. But so they're looking at, okay, what's going on here? And look, there's someone trapped in this thing. And she calls it a prison. It's not just a, oh, no, they're trapped. She calls it specifically, it's a prison. Is it the smartest thing to just randomly go let prisoners out? I, I had that <laughs> Shouldn't same you stop, thought. stop and go, wait, it's a prison. Why are they in here? They, they must have been locked. I mean, we, you put that kind of complex combination lock on it. Right. I mean, if it's a, it's trapped by blah, 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 that's completely different. It's all in the phrasing of what's going on. It can be the exact same situation that then gets revealed. Oh, look, it was really a bad guy all along. By saying, oh no, this person is trapped, stuck, whatever, as opposed to, it's a prison. Well, yeah, it's a bad guy in there. (laughs) It kind of took the reveal of this woman being good and actually being bad, took the reveal out of it. Because it's like, well, of course she was. It was a prison. Maybe from the doctor's perspective. Everyone's innocent. (laughs) She she recognizes prisons because she's usually in them. I mean, <laughs> historically, we've been locked up a lot. And needs to be rescued. So. And needs to be rescued or escape or whatnot. And, and and because the doctor is obviously innocent 
of whatever they were locked up for to begin with, that's her automatic default setting is, oh, it's a prison. This person obviously is not supposed to be here. <laughs> <laughs> it's a stretch. It's a Hail Mary. But it, it is a bit good. of a stretch. Well, but, and it's, it's to some extent, this, doc, this doctor seems to jump into action before stopping to think. And I think it's pretty common with a lot frequently. of with a lot of doctors, but it's becoming more frequent and more common with this doctor. And it's not a trend I necessarily like because I like my. I, it, it adds a fallibleness to the doctor that, well, it's good to be fallible. I don't want her them overly fallible. Yeah, right. right. It's just a small nitpick. No, you're not wrong because you're right. It did kind of suck some of the impact of the reveal out of the way. Yeah. No, I haven't been torturing her. I've been feeding her. Well, duh. <laughs> I I didn't get the feeding her part initially, and so you know he says it, but it, it's obviously they were in cahoots. Yeah. Um, I thought. Yeah, he... I've watched this again, and it's totally Gallifrey. It's totally Ruth, and there's a vortex of the eye and harmony right above her. Oh, get out! That's, I completely <laughs> buy into it now. Great. Now we don't even need to see the finale. It's... <laughs> If you, if you watch it, you can totally extrapolate everything they're saying, though, from it. Oh, so what you're saying is that I can make up a totally different thing and it'll still work. Probably. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> That's how the internet works, Sean. God love you, fandom. But you know what? I saw a whole lot more just watching that again in the, in the, in the last few minutes than I did the first I I didn't realize it was that piece was even that long when I watched the episode the first time. So that was a lot longer than I remembered. What, two seconds? Now There's a lot of cutaways to her it, face. Well, no, two seconds is what I thought it was the first time. This time, it was probably six or seven seconds long. <laughs> what are you laughing at? That's twice as long. <laughs> Actually, that's four times as long. Six whole seconds. <laughs> <laughs> seven, seven or eight, probably. Oh, that's longer that's than still. two. I thought that's it was a still. shot of the. I thought it was a shot of the timeless child standing by those. Uh, concrete things. That's a, all. It's a longer re- version of the same shot from previously. <laughs> But there is that pan up, and you do see the vortex above, and and I don't know that it's Gallifrey, but it's it doesn't very, look like Gallifrey. It's very Gallifrey. ornate concrete building stuff. Buildings. I don't know. We haven't seen all of Gallifrey. Could be. It doesn't match the uh, the, the Eighth Doctor's description of uh, orange grass and purple skies. And- no, but when. Uh, the twelfth doctor comes out of the uh, confession dial, and uh, is standing on that desert area. I never, I would never have thought that Gallifrey looked like some desert in the middle of nowhere and on Earth, but it does, <laughs> at least in that location. So, oh, yeah, it was probably close to the death zone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not all of Gar- uh, Gallifrey no, next, is a garden spot. It was spot. next to the farmhouse he grew up in. Oh yeah. <laughs> Just down the road from, from <laughs> the, the The doctor grew up in Rohan, right across the way from Mordor. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> I wonder if anybody... Do, do we know, is there, a, in all the vast resource material that's out there in uh, Doctor Who, all the reference guides and stuff, do we have a map of Gallifrey anywhere? I don't know that we do. I don't I'm kind is. of curious now. Maybe we should maybe we should create one. The official traveling the vortex <laughs> guide to Gallifrey. Right. Um <laughs> Yeah, so there's that. You're not wrong, Keith. You you're 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 not wrong. The actor who played um 
finger man. Uh, <laughs> he was effectively creepy. He was. I yeah. agree. And uh, uh, again, great makeup and uh, look for him. Great voice. Too. Great voice. Yeah. He was enough to give me nightmares. Like, don't stick your finger in my ear. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's. <laughs> You, you ever get that high pitched whine in here when you realize your 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 hearing's going out? I just had that happen right as I said that. <laughs> That's creepy. Your tinnitus is kicking in. Malp. Takes the what Willie to a whole new level. Oh, <laughs> 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 oh god, now I can see it. <laughs> I got nothing from there. <laughs> Sean, what do we got coming up on the schedule? What's what's the name of the next one, Keith? I'm going to start asking Keith what's coming up on the schedule. <laughs> well, at least while who's in st- in season, I don't know. The Haunting of Villa Diodati. See, the truth is I just wanted to hear him say it before I attempted it. <laughs> I have no idea if that's pronounced correctly. That one's coming up. Next the week. Mary Shelley story. It's yeah. the Mary Shelley the story. Mary Shelley story that's going to screw up Big Finish altogether. Maybe. maybe. We don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Probably, but yeah, Probably. I'm going to stick with maybe for right now. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're, we're going back and throwing in all these deep cuts. Well, that's I mean, God, we went, to, we went back what to a Fifth Doctor era villain? Come on. <laughs> it's not like the series has never contradicted its own history either, though. So. It's true. <laughs> Atlantis. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's even within itself, its own TV's <laughs> existence. Uh, for those of you that are interested in following along, there is, believe it or not, an updated schedule posted on our website, what? finally. So uh, you can expect us to finish out the season, and then we've got uh, an, uh, the next Lethbridge-Stewart book from where we left off. Um, some more big finish, obviously, in the pipeline. Some comics. we got all kinds of good stuff coming up, so go check it out. Make sure you uh, also check us out on Tardis Sauce over on Sci-FiForMe.com and Sci-FiForMeTV on uh, YouTube. Be sure you're uh, following that link and uh, hopefully you're uh, subscribed and uh, click little bell to get notifications so that you know when a new one drops and they usually come out every Wednesday. For now, it's every Wednesday as long as the series is on and then we'll go back to bi-weekly after the series uh, concludes. We'll have to ask Tim and Macy what they got out of that scene. How long was it? Yeah, <laughs> that six second scene. <laughs> I got a bet with Glenn. <laughs> Anywhere between one second and seven. <laughs> I just had it open. I could time it. Uh, be sure to check out our website, travelingvortex.com, for updates on this podcast while you're there. Be sure to check out the schedule that Sean has posted and also click on our patron link and consider supporting us. Throw some money our way. All support is appreciated. And everyone that is supporting the podcast, Thank you very much. And remember, you can send your comments and feedback to feedback at TravelingTheVortex.com or by clicking on the Send Feedback link on the website. So that's going to do it for this week. Until next week, I'm Glenn. I'm Sean. I'm Keith. Cheers. Good night, everybody. Be seeing you. Thanks for listening. You have been listening to Traveling the Vortex. Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied.